0: Today, on the GigaFlops podcast,
1: Fitbit launches three new smartwatches.
0: AmazeFit also rebrands and launches another smartwatch.
1: Amazon has also launched the Halo Band.
0: And LG is going to purify the air with a really awesome mask. Ooh. This is the GigaFlops podcast. Let's jump into it. Ah!
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the GigaFlops podcast. I'm Lita.
0: I'm Alex. Today is August 28th, it's a Friday. (laughs) And we have an episode all about wearables because there's a lot of wearables this week. So let's jump straight into it. There's a lot of hardware we're going to talk about. Ooh. The first story we're going to talk about is Fitbit. So Fitbit just launched a couple of new smartwatches or actually three new smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, and I don't know why you wouldn't know if you haven't followed tech news the last couple of years, Fitbit was acquired by Google in 2019. Mm-hmm. So last November, Google actually purchased Fitbit if you didn't know fitbit actually purchased pebble which is one of our favorite smartwatches of all time the pebble they were kind of what you know pebble was one of the innovators who really brought smartwatches Mm -hmm. to the forefront a lot of us loved it fitbit bought it it was kind of sad and now google owns fitbit but now they have three new smartwatches Uh, so let's try to go through this one so fitbit is launching the fitbit sense
1: i like these names
0: fitbit inspired 2 and, of course, the Fitbit Versa 3. Mm-hmm. So the Fitbit Versas were are kind of, like, flagship smartwatch, if they have, like, a flagship. Um, we reviewed the f- uh, first-generation Fitbit first generation. Versa. Yeah. And I thought it was a pretty good smartwatch, but it had a lot of connectivity issues with Android. Um,
1: Should be fixed now that Google acquired them.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, but it seems like... The Versa 3 is not the flagship level highest end smartwatch because the Fitbit sense is this new smartwatch that is $329. All of Fitbit's um watches are meant for fitness tracking mm-hmm. and health.
1: More like health monitoring. Yeah, I that's guess. what
0: Fitbit is known for, yeah. right? So this one's unique because they have this um, electrodermal sensor that scans for electrodermal activity to help understand your stress and your mood levels. So this is something that supposedly we've never seen before. It has on-wrist skin temperature sensors that can help tell if you have a fever or if you're ovulating, very uh, high-level stuff there. Very
1: smart.
0: Very high-level stuff there. And it has six days of battery life, also has GPS tracking. So that's the Fitbit Sense. And it looks a little bit like a refined uh, Apple Watch, Mm -hmm. squarish, roundish, I rounded like square yeah. um look uh it's pretty clean yeah and um,
1: it's did you say the price already 329
0: $329 yeah. so that's the most expensive one and then of course the Versa 3 is the third generation of the Fitbit Versa line and it's for $229 mm-hmm. has GPS it's basically the same uh as the previous generations more refined of course and it has a uh speaker for phone calls this year so you can actually use it like you would an Apple Watch or like the Samsung Gears Samsung Galaxy watches. no longer the Gears, gears. but you can uh, have a phone call on your watch. You can
1: pick up your phone calls and Mm -hmm. all that.
0: I guess the first two generations did not have Mm -hmm. that, so now we do have that on this watch. And both of those, the Versa 3 and the Sense has NFC, so you can use NFC for payments, mobile payments, Mm -hmm. which is very important for smartwatches now. And they now also have Google and Alexa. As the assistant on the watches. But neither of them are running Android Wear, Hmm. which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, That's kind of strange.
1: That is strange.
0: And then they also announced this thing called the Inspire 2, which is a sequel to the Inspire. It's a $99 fitness band. So, of course, Fitbit's roots are always about fitness bands. And uh, it has 24-7 heart rate monitoring. So heart rate sensor will monitor your heart rate uh, nonstop. That's pretty cool. OLED touchscreen display Hmm. and 10-day battery life. It's like more
1: of their entry-level fitness
0: Yeah, so that will be a competitor to the Xiaomi Mi Bands Mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, And another one that we're gonna talk about later on in the show.
1: For that price point, that's pretty competitive. For
0: $99 and you get the Fitbit um, branding stuff. All right, so what do you wanna talk about here? Let's talk about the fact that Fitbit owns, uh, I mean, sorry, Google? Google owns Fitbit but it doesn't run Android Wear. They're still going with their own proprietary kind of software thing. What do you think of that? That's
1: kind of interesting because huh, I I was thinking that it would run Android Wear. So I'm a little surprised. Um, seeing the updates is really cool, but I am confused by the Android Wear stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Google owns them, why not? Like, yeah. why not transition over? I guess maybe next generation. I mean, it has been it's been it has been a, uh you know two,
1: almost two years now since no
0: no they, they got them last year in 2019 like yeah, it's november 2020. it's 2020 2020 <laughs> it's feels like forever
1: it does feel like forever yeah
0: but it, i guess uh you know r d it takes a little bit of time so maybe the next gen like mm. the versa four maybe it could be
1: it. software issues too like maybe um battery life they had a problem with if they were t- testing out out with mm-hmm. android wear
0: or they just really like the apps on the Fitbit yeah. store and they didn't like changing it over to uh, Google's mm-hmm. um, Android Wear. So we'll see. We'll see what the next generation went Um, I'm not too interested in these watches, to be honest. Uh, I was a little turned off by the first generation Versa. We actually will link the review to this uh, if you're watching on YouTube it'll be in the description but we had a full review on that and uh a lot of you guys out there commented on that video too and you all had a lot of problems with it just like i did um so i i hope fitbit fixed it up uh maybe we'll pick one up one of these to take a look at uh what do you think about the fitbit sense though with all the i'm
1: intrigued electrodermal
0: Um, activity sensors
1: so i i feel like this is going to be really interesting once technology catches up to it but I think most companies are just starting to get to this point where this is like a mass consumer feature potentially. Yeah. So I don't know, honestly, if the accuracy is going to be quite there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be interesting to see what uh, healthcare professionals mm-hmm. think of this. Like, you know, once they get more pe- healthcare professionals using this stuff and testing it out, then as consumers, if the doctors are like, this is legit, like if it's telling you you have a fever, yeah before you even realize you feel yourself having a fever and the doctors can verify that is correct that is accurate why not
1: yeah it's, i would love to get to a point where like you are wearing this watch and immediately you know like it could send these results to your doctor even yeah. or
0: there's um, already stories of like you know now heart rate sensing mm-hmm. is a norm for not only your phones but your smartwatches and all these wearable devices there's been stories that these things have saved people from yeah. heart attacks and like yeah. um, heartbeat irregularities. And this might be the next thing, sensing yeah. temperature. You know, the like COVID-19 is going to change the way we live now, health conscious wise, and, uh, you know, being cleaner with yeah. our, our bodies. So this could be one of those things. It's, it's very fascinating to say. Okay, moving on we also have another smartwatch launch this time it's from also another company that's very fitness oriented you mm-hmm. want to go into this one
1: yeah so amazefit is committing to the Zepp brand um, so it's a little bit of background here wami acquired zep back in 2018 mm-hmm. um, and they just rebranded the phone app and they're launching a new smartwatch too yeah so the ZEP e-line, um, it has circular and rectangular faces, and they're on sale now for $250. And they're aiming to combine heart rate, calories, and just kind of overall other health tracking abilities together so that fitness becomes less confusing to understand for the general consumer. Um, there's no app store, and it, they're claiming up to a week's worth of battery life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... So one thing here is it looks like Amazfit is really trying to reach out to, I guess, the North American market here. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to detach themselves, or at least I feel like they're trying to detach themselves a little bit from their Chinese origins, mm-hmm. if anything, Xiaomi and Huawei, And by acquiring, I think Zep is a California or, uh, brand. I think so. They originated in California, the company, before they bought them. And I think they are trying to use the Zep line to kind of branch off into the U.S. market. Not that they haven't found success with Amazfit here. Yeah. On Amazon, they're a top seller. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they sell a lot of the BIP watches, and they're I, I mean they have a lot of interesting devices for a very affordable price. And mm-hmm. I think the American market really has resonated with that. I know you and I are fans of AmazeFit. Oh Amazfit. yeah. Uh, so now with a rebranding to this Zeppelin line. I mean, I'm interested to see what the watches Are we going to get one of these?
1: Yeah, I think we should.
0: Yeah, so uh, the Zep E will have uh, a square and a rectangular watch. As far as I know, both watches have the same internals. Mm-hmm. They're just aesthetically just different. different. Yeah. Um, and for $220, that's not too bad in the overall scheme of things mm-hmm. because there's a lot of other smart watches that are getting more pricey out there. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see once that comes out, but I am interested for sure with Amazfit and what they're doing because whenever Amazfit comes out with something,
1: it's pretty solid. I'm
0: going to take a look at it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. We just reviewed the Bip S. Um so we have that on our website, notix.com.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so head over there, check out Lita's review of that and we we definitely like I said always have an eye on Amazfit because they offer very valuable things mm-hmm. for the price. Yes. It's it's a no-brainer for me and whenever they release battery
1: something. Battery life is always consistently good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested in this one because they are uh, branching off to, I guess, a, a rebrand of sorts and also the app, too. So we'll take a look at the app, too, and we'll post it on Twitter uh, if there's anything drastically mm-hmm. different. On yeah.
1: There.
0: And then... Wow, conti-
1: lots of wearables.
0: Continuing on this fitness aspect, because, you know, all of us should be doing fitness activities. We should be exercising and monitoring our health, especially in this uh, current time. Amazon, ironically, also launched... A fitness band today a halo band with paid subscription Mm -hmm. so this is a kind of unique product Um, it's sold for $99 with a monthly subscription of $3.99 so you have to buy the band and you also have to pay uh, a subscription fee so basically what you do with Netflix what you do with a Peloton you're adding on all these subscription fees well this subscription fee will gain you access to an app the Amazon Halo app. And this app is kind of unique because it goes along with this Halo band. Mm -hmm. You can still use the Halo band without the app, but this Halo band has no display. It has no touchscreen. It's literally just a band with sensors on it. So that's why it's kind of like, it's interesting, but... um,
1: It's almost like you need to have the app anyways to...
0: You, yeah, you basically, there's no reason for you to buy this without and not using subscription the yeah so they're locking you in with the su- subscription and they're really hoping some of these things is unique enough to this band and this app that you're going to go with them instead of fitbit or a Fit or the competitors like apple watch mm-hmm. and stuff like that and the reason for that is the um the halo band um itself doesn't have a screen but it tracks the temperature and the heart rate but the app uses your band's microphone And they have this feature called tone, which hears your voice and it analyzes your voice to see what your mood is like. If you're happy, if you're sad, if you're pissed, if you're annoyed, all these different emotions, it can give you basically like a diary tracking of it to Mm -hmm. see how your mood is. And maybe you're spiraling to depression. Maybe you're really over energetic and it's it's. Causing you uh, more. And I think
1: on the app too, you monitor it. So the idea is it's not just helping your physical well being, but it's supposed to be for your mental well being as well. Yeah. And emotional.
0: Yeah. It's trying to help you keep healthy by monitoring how emotional you are, mm-hmm. in a sense. And also, the Halo app keeps track of your body fat percentage. And the way they do that is they build a 3D scan. Of your body by having you take pictures of yourself and they build a 3d scan model of it we saw something like that with not necessarily take care of your health but sony did that remember they had that one um that app that took a 3d scan of your face and your head uh this is basically a body version of that kind of creepy to me uh but amazon also puts a disclaimer on saying specifically that it will delete the data after analyzing and will allow the users to download whatever data they take and you can physically delete it yourself. So okay. Amazon is really banking and trying to reassure people that, hey, look.
1: This privacy is it's yours. It's privacy, yeah. we're
0: taking it seriously. We know privacy is a huge mm-hmm. issue, especially with stuff like this, where you're taking pictures of your body, yeah. your skin, you know, you're, you're, you're wearing a, a workout bra or uh, your workout clothes and you're showing a lot of skin and you're taking photos, and you're trusting Amazon with this, it is a little freaky, if you think about it. And they're also recording your voice. Yeah. Right? They're recording your yeah. voice to dictate your tone, to see how you're feeling with your tone.
1: And I think they record that, I mean, I, I don't. we don't know for sure, but I think they record that like 24-7 or something, too. I don't, uh,
0: I wonder if it's when I was listening? reading their press release on this, I don't think it's 24-7, but okay. they do take it periodically. Um, I'm sure there's settings for it. I'm not sure how this works. I know you said you signed up for I. I the, did. Um, the uh, pre So right now, it's available as a uh, trial run. It's one of those Amazon things like they did with the car. It's like a limited Alexa. access.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It's a limited access where they pick a handful of people to do the first batch. And Lita tried to uh, sign up for it. So yeah. we'll see. I personally think this is a little dumb in a way, you know, Hey, I love Amazon and what they're doing with, um, all their products. They're really trying to innovate here. And I appreciate that, but I don't really think this is the way to go. We'll see. I mean, I could be wrong, but there's no display on the band. I don't love paying a subscription fee.
1: That is true. I don't like that. There is no display on the band and the subscription fee. I feel like Amazon's trying to do this because once they do this and if it becomes successful, I mean, what's not to say then that you're going to have subscription fees for your fitbit next oh yeah they, they, next. they
0: do have that stuff already yeah like all these companies have subscription fees for stuff but what i'm saying is when i'm wearing any type of band or any type of wearable i want to at least see the time
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no that's true i mean that's also something that if you're wearing something at least double up as a watch you can't do that as it is i don't think it looks necessarily bad it's like a cloth material mm-hmm. on your hand on your wrist uh but one, I, I don't love how everything is starting to move to subscriptions.
1: Everything I don't, is becoming subscription based. I don't
0: love the fact that Amazon is making this basically a subscription um fitness thing, just like a Peloton is. Mm. The reason I'm not a huge fan of like a Peloton in the first place, and I, I've told you many times, is you're paying all that money for the equipment and you also have to pay for monthly for those classes. And I understand, you know, it makes sense. But at the same time, what's the difference between you just getting the bike and doing it yourself, right?
1: Okay, this is where I disagree. Because for fitness, I mean, most people pay for a gym membership anyways, right? So the idea is that you can use that.
0: Human motivation, right, classes, right, I understand that. Right. But what's the difference between pulling up a class on YouTube or, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, a lot
1: of people do that too.
0: Right. Yeah. But for the Peloton, it's it goes hand in hand with the Peloton classes that you have to subscribe to, right? So I feel like this here too, if you don't subscribe to this, that whole 3D body fat, the tone stuff, I mean, if yeah. you can't use it, what's the point of having a $99, $99 clock thing that doesn't even tell time? This
1: you know? this subscription specifically, I'm very curious because um, we got a smart scale not too long ago and there's no subscription to that. You make an account, but it does, it. I mean, it does like the body fat tracking. It does the weight tracking and uses sensors and all that, and it's not... It's not a wearable, but I get all those features without paying a 3.99 subscription fee. Yeah.
0: All right, and our last story, and this is all health related on this entire episode, LG announced today a battery-powered air purifier mask. This one's mask. weird looking. Do you want to wanna me. go into detail about that? We don't really know too much detail, but from what we know here,
1: yeah. So um, LG announced the battery-powered air purifier mask, PuriCare, pure That's what they're calling it. Wearable mm. air purifier. Wow, it's a mouthful. Is essentially an LG home purifier for your face. Um, there's two replaceable filters that align on the side of the face mask, and LG is donating 2,000 of these devices to a hospital in Seoul. It uses a 820 milliamp hour battery for approximately eight hours of use in low power mode or two hours in high power mode, and it'll be available in the fourth quarter of 2020, so later this year, um, and no pricing as of yet.
0: Right. So when I first saw this today, I thought it was kind of like a joke. But <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I love it, man. I, I will probably buy one. It looks. I hope they don't price it to like $200 something because that would be pretty difficult for me to justify buying. Yeah. Like especially in this time frame right now with COVID not going away. It's, it's going to be here for at least another year, you know, having something like this. And it, I think kind of looks cool. I think it's going to be very heavy, though.
1: I was going to say, I think it looks it looks weird to me because it looks so bulky on your face. Yeah, you
0: do have a battery on here. It look really looks like a Hannibal Lecter or some sort yeah. of cosplayer. Uh, I think it looks cool. Like, I'm into stuff like that. I cosplay myself, right? So I'm a geek. Um, and, you know, I, I love face masks. I've been wearing face masks even before COVID-19. Like, it's huge in Asia. So now it's
1: just fashionable. Now too. it's
0: fashion. It's always been fashionable to me. Like, you know, I love the Pitica uh, not Pitaka, sorry. Is it Pitaka? The, the um, face mask that we wear?
1: Yeah, Pit- Pitaka? Uh, or Pitaka. I don't know how to yeah, say it. The yeah, the Pitaka.
0: No, is it the Pitaka? Is that is that the phone case? Oh, yeah. I think we're confusing. Pita. It.
1: They're Pita masks, right? A Pita, 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 Pita. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love the Pita masks, which are uh, a, a Japanese brand of these like foamy masks.
1: It's got like a really nice texture to it. They're very lightweight. Yeah, they're, and they're comfortable lightweight. To wear. They're soft. They're mm-hmm. very
0: comfortable. They're easy to breathe in. I know people say that it doesn't really protect you from COVID, but we're talking minuscule percentage differences between a cloth mask and stuff like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this would be awesome. I actually would want to try this out. I'm thinking about buying it once it comes out. Uh, I am interested in a couple of different things. Like first off, how heavy is it gonna be? Yep. It looks like your ears are gonna plop off. When it makes sense just to go around the face?
1: Well, the picture makes it look like it's like a, like a rubber, potentially, kind yeah. of material too. Yeah, but
0: if you have floppy ears like me, it's just gonna fold down and it's just gonna come off, right? Um, but that, and also well, it will heat up because there is a battery on here. That's true. Right. So I hope it doesn't burn up in your face because anything with a battery, you can potentially heat up that battery, especially in the heat or something like that. If you live in Arizona or something, it's going to be really hot. Uh,
1: I think um, the 2,000 masks they're donating to the hospital in Seoul is
0: like a trial. It's like a trial test, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's awesome, and I think LG is really stepping ahead of the market right here. I mean, it's perfect time to have a wearable smart mask or something that filters, right? Like, and if they can make consumer priced, I would love to try one out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of um, Gigaflops Podcast. What do we have on our channel? next week alita
1: oh my gosh what do we have we've got a lot going on
0: we probably will have some pixel content for the pixel 4a Mm -hmm. we are also going to have a review of a wearable device on our website at sypnaughtix.com so definitely check that out uh you'll you'll have some more information about that from one of our newest contributors So Michelle and Zeeve are contributors on our website, synodics.com, and we're going to be releasing their review of a wearable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So be sure to go on our website to check that out.
1: Lots of wearables As for this
0: week, we have a couple of awesome reviews. So if you haven't checked that out, you should definitely go on. We reviewed uh, Peak Design Bag. The Everyday Messenger Bag. The Messenger Bag, bag, the first generation one, because it dropped down to $100. So it, it really warrants a review in this current landscape because where i mean um, a, a backpack or like a messenger bag they really don't have any internals like like phones and stuff <laughs> that upgrades so it's not outdated at all so it's a new price drop we, we should check it out and also my review of the lenovo chromebook duet is up and online on youtube on YouTube and on our website. And the website yes so check it out uh those are awesome stuff and that will do it for us today. Yeah. So I'm Alex. That's Lita. We're from the Synnotics. This is the Gigaflops podcast.
1: We will see you guys next time. Keep
0: flopping, guys.
1: Keep flopping.
0: You know, when people slide in my DMs, the number one thing they ask me is, should I subscribe? And I tell them yes. Yes, they should.